0: Lord we do ask that you would open up our hearts that we would hear your word and know your ways lead us oh God lead us we ask in Jesus name amen. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? In the series we are embarking on in these weeks, we are in the search for exemplars. Those people who show through their example, whether it be long ago or in the modern day, give us a glimpse of what it looks like to welcome the stranger. One of the modern day persons who is an exemplar, I would say, is Fred Rogers, a children's TV host, and creative inspiration of famed Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and the animated series Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. The recent movie entitled A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood captures the meaning of an interaction between the Presbyterian minister, Mr. Rogers, and a journalist that became later Rogers' friend, Tom Jinnett. The film inspiration was was the 1998, so that's a while ago, 1998, article, Can You Say Hero, published in Esquire. As Junant explains, Mr. Rogers considered the space between the television set and the eyes of his audience sacred. And from 1966... To 2000, he taped 1,000 episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, trying to make that space less profane. And although he made his living speaking to children, his message and example endure because... Okay, we'll continue. and though and although he made his living speaking to children his message and example endure because he found a way to speak to all of us to speak to children as respectfully as he spoke to adults and to speak to adults as simply as he spoke to children since fluency was a result not of spontaneous enthusiasm, but rather of rigorous editing, he brought to bear on himself and everyone around him. Junid continues. When I visited the neighborhood 21 years ago, one of Roger's in-house writers, Hedda Sherpan, told me what had happened when he had enlisted her to write a manual intended to teach doctors how to talk to children. She worked hard on it, using all her education and experience in the field of child development, but when she handed Rogers her opening, he crossed out what she had written and replaced it with six words. You were a child once too. You were a child once too. The wonder and focus of Mr. Rogers' life, life's work summed up in one simple sentence. You were a child once too. Now what does this have to do with our study on welcoming the stranger? Well listen first to this verse from Hebrews 11.13, the renowned chapter describing a list of exemplars who live by faith. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting they were foreigners and strangers on earth. And as we heard in the lesson that was read at the dedication of the first temple built in Jerusalem, King David prays, But who am I and who are my people? that we should be able to give as generously as this. Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are foreigners and strangers in your sight, as were all our ancestors. One of the primary concepts found in God's story revealed in scripture is this declaration, You were a stranger once too. You were a stranger once too. I believe when we forget this elementary but profound truth, we lose our capacity to open ourselves to strangers as Matthew 25 instructs. The Jewish people understood how important it was to remember that they were once strangers in a particular land that was called Egypt. Their tradition dictated a ritual remembrance each year of the great deliverance story. You too were a stranger and a foreigner. The people of Yahweh's continued tale through the centuries of exile and return, seen again and again in the Old Testament and in modern history, shapes, shapes their identity. From the Jewish tradition, we can learn the importance of the persistent recall of the sojourn experience as strangers in foreign lands. We, are, we too are strangers. But let's go a little bit further. It's not only that we are strangers. We are all strange. We are all strange. Yes, we are all strange. Simeon, are we all strange? We are all strange. Strange meaning different, unusual, surprising, odd, curious, unfamiliar, or even alien. It is in our strangeness, it is in our strangeness, God welcomes us. God welcomes us. When we were aliens living far from God, God has come near Again, I believe when we forget this straightforward but profound truth, we risk losing our capacity to open our hearts to those who are also strange. We lose the capacity. Maybe as part of the ugly inheritance, we have received of our perceived exceptionalism in the world that we are not strange we got it all together our belief that we deserve a place of prominence they are strange we are not they are the stranger we aren't maybe it's that that helps that makes this truth hard to swallow Maybe it contributes to it. We are strange, though. We are strange. (laughs) And we are strangers. And yet we are received. In a world where xenophobia, the fear of strangers, is a word heard on the news with unceasing regularity, we must ground ourselves in the truth that we are all the strange ones needing of welcome. Church, I think we need to make friends with our own vulnerability in our strangeness. That's in us and among us and around us. As I was preparing these words this week, I was really aware of the times that I was in conversation or I was watching something or reading something. That I was confronted by the way that I have been shaped and formed, and how I am different, and how I sometimes make that difference a shield, a shield. Protecting myself from the vul- vulnerability of my difference. I think as we make friends with our strangeness, that we are strangers ourselves, this act, this posture, then becomes the bridge of welcome to all those we meet. If I approach someone I don't know or a situation that I haven't been in, and I think, you know, I'm... My world is centered in me. That they are the different one. They are the other. For me, my heart remains closed. My heart remains closed. But if I'm in touch with my own strangeness, my own understanding that i too am have been a stranger who have been who has been welcomed both by god and by others there's a humility that happens inside of me that helps me be open helps me move towards As strange as this little devotional is, I think it is key for all the other things that we will talk about in the weeks ahead. That we are strangers, we are strange, and yet we have been welcomed. And continue to be welcomed by a God who loves us. By people who know us in our strangeness. So let us pray. Oh, Jesus, help us be counted among the strange and the stranger. Help us, O Lord, not to forget who we are. Amen.